אלוהים, תודה לך על הרחמים והחסד שלך. מודים לך שאתה אלוהים נאמן בהכל. ותגלה לנו שוב, תראה לנו שוב את נאמנותך. תראה לנו את נאמנותך במה שתגיד לנו. תגלה לנו את דברך. אנחנו לא רק רוצים נגיעה, אלא גם השתנות. אנחנו רוצים להיות דומים לך. בשם לא מזמן שיחקתי עם הבת שלי באיזה משחק. והמשחק היה, זה היה צריך להתאים קלפים מסוימים. נגיד אם זה תמונה, קלף של מטריה, אז זה מתאים לקלף של גשם. אם יש מנורה, אז זה מתאים לגוף תאורה. והגענו לאיזושהי תמונה שמיכל לא הסתדרה. And there was one of the pictures that Michal, his youngest daughter, didn't know. And that was a picture of a camera. And she doesn't put the connection with a... She doesn't put the connection with a video... ואנחנו, הדור החדש, הדור הצעיר לפחות אני לא מכיר אדם שמכיר לפחות יותר מחמש דורות אחורה. אבל מה שמדהים עם אלוהים, שהוא שומר את הברכות שלו לאלף דור. הברכות של אלוהים עוברות מדור לדור. הברכות האלה שלו נמצאות בחיים שלנו. These promises are, are there for us now. It doesn't matter if we are aware of that or not, those promises are for us now. This life that we have now within us, God says, He promises that He will keep and guard this life. That we have a, an, an opportunity and the privilege to, to join together one another here. Because God has promised that He will bless us in our fellowship one with another. He has given us a blessing even for this meeting. He is fulfilling those promises within our life. 
בחיים שלנו של הקהילה, אבל גם בחיים האישיים שלנו. ואחד המקומות שאלוהים מדבר על זה, זה נמצא בספר דברים, פרק ז', פסוק 9. וידעת כי אדוני אלוהיך הוא האלוהים האל הנאמן אלוהים שומר את הנאמנות שלו לאלף דור לאלף דור הוא שומר את הברכות שלו, מה שהוא הבטיח לאבותינו. אלוהים הבטיח אלוהים מבטיח לקיים את ההבטחות האלה בחיים שלנו. ואנחנו צריכים להיכנס להבטחות האלה. לא יודע מה איתכם, אבל בזמן ההלל הרגשתי שני דברים. קודם כל, הנוכחות של אלוהים הייתה מאוד חזקה. אני לא יודע אבל uh, פשוט uh, הרגשתי ששיר אחרי שיר אלוהים מראה את ההבטחות שלו, מגלה אותם. הוא אלוהים נאמן ושומר. השיר החדש ששרנו היום, שהוא הסלע שלנו. כשאנחנו מהללים אותו, אלוהים מדבר איתנו בחזרה. הוא איתנו פה, הוא יושב תהילות עמו. הוא הבטיח הבטחות והוא נאמן לקיים אותן. אנחנו רק צריכים להבין אותן ולהיכנס אל תוכם. אלוהים לא רק נותן לנו את ההבטחות שלו, הוא לא רק נותן לנו ברכות, הוא לא רק מבטיח לברך אותנו, הוא פשוט לוקח אותנו ועושה אותנו כלים שלו, כדי להביא את הברכה הזאת לאחרים. בין הרבה פסוקים, אנחנו נדבר היום על מקום מסוים. There's a lot of verses we're going to go through today. And we see in one way that in one of these verses that we're going to go through that this is the way you will be blessed. This is the way you should be blessed. And this is the way you would bless Israel. And when God says you should bless like this, Ah, okay. בעצם, אם אלוהים אומר תברכו כך, זה לא איזה מין... כמו שהוא אמר, מנטרה, כאילו לחזור על המילים האלה רק, כן? זה לא רק לשחזר במילים את ה... 
והיום אני רוצה לדבר איתכם על המילים האלה שבברכה שאלוהים ציווה. כולנו מכירים זה נמצא בספר במדבר פרק ו' אז בואו נפתח את הפסוקים האלה בואו ביחד, לא משנה אם יש לך את הכתוב בנייר, ספר או משהו אלקטרוני. בואו נפתח את הפסוקים האלה ונכריז אותם ביחד. Phones, let's open it and we're going to proclaim it together. Number 622, are you ready? We're going to proclaim it together. Everyone in his own, in his own language. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his son saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lifts up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So shall they put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. This is the way it was, the way Pastor Vova was saying in Hebrew. doesn't matter if you can raise your hands like that or not. It doesn't matter if you can say it in the proper Hebrew or not, these verses. Or if you say these verses in different languages. The main thing we have to understand is how and why God puts emphasis on this. And we start this, this verses with saying, the Lord bless you. And I understand that there's different translations and things are maybe translated a little bit different. We're going to have a little bit of Hebrew course here going on. האות הראשונה פה, יוד, יברכך. בהיברו זה בעצם שם פועל זה לא כמו שכתוב באנגלית או ברוסית. שאלוהים יברך אותך. אלא בעברית כתוב שאלוהים יברך אותך. כשאלוהים יברך הוא לא אומר אולי כן אולי לא. אלוהים אומר אני אברך אותך, אני מבטיח לך. אבל כשאלוהים יברך הוא שם בזה משמעות מסוימת. 
ואנחנו יכולים uh, uh, ליישם פה עיקרון מסוים שנמצא בכתובים. והעיקרון הזה נקרא האזכור הראשון בכתובים. כשאנחנו פוגשים את זה בפעם הראשונה בכתובים, יש לזה משמעות. וכשאלוהים אומר בפעם הראשונה מילה ברכה, הוא שם בזה משמעות. והוא גם מסביר מה זה אומר הברכה הזאת. והמילה הזאת ברכה נמצאת בספר בראשית פרק א'. So we see that this word blessing, we find it first in Genesis chapter 1. It's when God created Adam and Eve. He blessed them. He didn't just say, okay, be blessed. And it says, and God blessed them. So right then he already blessed them. And the way he blessed them is he said to them, be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over the fish of the sea and the birds of the air. When we see that God will be blessed, that means that God will give fruit. הוא אומר, אני אברך אתכם בזה שיהיה לכם פרי. והפרי הזה ירבה. אתם זוכרים כשישוע התפלל בשבילנו, כמו שקוראים לזה, תפילת של הכהן הגדול? ביוחנן כתוב שהוא התפלל שיהיה בנו פרי. שהפרי הזה יהיה בחיים שלנו. ושהפרי הזה יהיה בשפע. הברכה של אלוהים תמיד מביאה פרי לחיים. תמיד הברכה של אלוהים מביאה פרי לחיים של בן אדם. לא סתם ישוע אמר שלפי הפרי אתם תדעו מי הם. אתה לא לפי הכמויות של הענפים על העץ. אלא לפי הפרי בחיים של בן אדם. כל אחד יכול להסתכל על החיים שלו. לא רק יכול אלא צריך. Not just that you can do it, but you need to do it. And you need to ask yourself this question. Is there fruit coming from my life? Is there fruit coming from my life to God? It could be our children. It's the main direct. אברהם בירך את בניו, יצחק בירך את בניו, גם יעקב בירך את בניו. ולכל אחד הייתה פוריות גדולה בברכות האלה. had a great multiplication in their fruit. When God blesses, he brings fruit. Amen. 
Not only does God say be fruitful and multiply, but he says fill the earth and subdue it, have dominion over what I've given you. Have dominion over everything I've given you. So the blessing of God also brings two other things in our life. First of all, it's the fruitfulness that we talked about. It's also a spiritual authority that comes with that. Spiritual authority of what God has already given to us. If you're a husband or a wife, you have authority in your family. God gives us that authority over our family. And if God has put you in a job place, you have a spiritual authority there as well. So we have Hannah, who is a tour guide leader. And she has a spiritual authority on her to lead these groups. And those that have been in the groups know that she doesn't go and work just according to the brain. But God has given her the authority to lead people. If God has made you a teacher, you have a spiritual authority. When God blesses you, he gives you the blessing and to be fruitful and also the spiritual authority. And also the blessing says that we read in Numbers that he will keep us or guard over us. He will guard over and keep what he's given to us. A lot of times we try to keep what we have. We have something that's so precious to us and so we try to keep it and guard over it that nothing will happen to it. But if we are working not according to God then, then we are working in vain. We need to know that the blessing of God that he gives us in his life, that he also gives us the authority to guard over it. He takes that authority to guard over it and keep it. It says that he will guard over it and keep it 100%. Without any problems, he will guard over and keep it. He is strong enough to do this. He is strong enough to bless and also to keep. When we're here, living here on Mount Carmel, this, this name Carmel means that we are the vineyard of the Lord. In in Russian, it sounds a little different, but Hebrew, it's Kerem El, which means the vineyard of God. In Isaiah, we see, and also other places, God uh, makes an, an argument or, uh, over this word, vineyard. God says that the vineyard of the Lord is his and what he what will he do for this vineyard he has given this vineyard 
He has put a wall around this vineyard. He has put a tower in the middle. Okay, and, and he has, um, he has a, a, a whole lot of, of, of vines. Why does he have this tower in the middle? Because there in that tower is a guard. In order so that that guard can watch over the vineyard. But God says the, the tower that I put in the middle of this vineyard is the tower of strength. And this is the name of God. It says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. God does everything so that his blessings that, and his promises that he gives to us is kept. The only thing that we need is that we need to run to him and to receive from him what we need. That we, we run into him, that we are in him. Even the way that Danny prayed, if we only knew, if we only knew the power that is in the name of the Lord, if we only knew what waited for us, if we only had a greater understanding, if we had a greater jealousy to run into this and know this name, how much change would really come to our lives once we had that realization, that revelation? How many things would change with the people's lives around us once we receive that revelation? Because this vineyard is not just a vineyard for us. This is a vineyard that God has prepared for us. He's guarding over that. And in order so that we can produce that sweet new wine that is needed to give to other people, to give to somebody that has that has not. Somebody who is thirsty today to give them that new wine. So that tomorrow in their lives they would also have a vineyard. So that tomorrow in their lives they would also have fruit. God is a strong tower. He will lift up and make his face shine upon us, says in Numbers. So again, in Hebrew, we see that, yes, he will do this. It's in the future. Maybe he will do this, maybe we, he won't. That's what we think. But it says certainly that yes, he will do it. He says, I will make my face to shine upon you. This light has come to the world. And, and to who does this light come? It says in John. It says in John that the light comes and shines on everyone. Yeshua came to this world in order to die for all. The light from his face is for each one of us. 
Does he mean just the light of his face? הרבה פעמים אנחנו, בעצם אנחנו יודעים שיש קשר בין מה שאנחנו רואים על הפנים so בעברית זה כמעט, זה אותו שורש, הפנים ובפנים. So in Hebrew we have the same type of root word of face and inside. So the face is only a reflection of what's going on inside really. When God says that he will make his face shine upon us, it means that he will shine the light from his heart onto us. God is love. The love of God is that light. When John was on the island of Patmos, he received a revelation of who Yeshua was. When he heard the words of Yeshua, he saw Yeshua for who he was. He saw him exactly as we will see He saw him the same way that we will see him one day. He saw him as, as one who is full of light. In Galut, And it says that his voice that spoke to me was, was like lampstands. It's not just the light that's outside on his face, but it's the light of his character, of who he is, of who he really is. Who is God? What? God is light. God is light. He doesn't just give light, he is light. That's who he is. It's not what he gives, just what he gives. It says that he will bring this light, the light of his character into our lives. And he will be with us. He will guard over us 100%. He will give us his favor, his, his um, countenance, a graciousness to us. What does it mean when it says that he will give us his favor? Um, in English it says gracious, but in Hebrew it's more like favor. But does it mean that he will just uh, save us from our sins? One of the first verses that I learned by memory, actually, uh, Pastor Vava says, even, even now I continue to go back to those verses. The verse says, if we are faithful to confess our sins, If we confess our sins, he is faithful 
to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and to, to forgive our sins. It's good that we go and we request and then we receive. We get or receive from God what He's promised to us. But it means that He will give us much more as well. Who has a car here? I have a car. Who, who, can, who can drive? Who has a license? You, you know the, the whole idea of parking? You know the word parking, not that you'll really find a parking place. So the word that we have, chanaya, in, in Hebrew, actually comes from the same root word, achen, or favor. It's the same root word. Psalm 34, 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around all those who fears him and delivers them. So we see that the angel of the Lord encamps or, or puts the, 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 the favor or um, the parking, the closed area all around us. That's what it means when it says encamps. There's more with us than with them. It's not just that they're out there somewhere, that they are there around us. The Lord encamps around those. The angels of the Lord encamps around those. God commands those angels to kind of park around us so that they could surround us and, and keep us. And he says to them, be surrounding them. And he's guarding over this blessing. He is showing and revealing with his light, his character. And he encamps around those. And he's there again, protecting us and guarding us, keeping us. And it says uh, in the latter part of number six, the Lord make his face shine upon you. And it really means that his face would turn towards you. You, you know that our sin keeps the face of the Lord from looking towards us. What keeps us from God is our sin. But the Lord says there will come a time in the life of a person and there will come a time in the nation of Israel, that I will turn my face towards them, and that between me and between them, God says, there will, there will not be anything that divides us, that they will come and they will look upon me, those that have come that they have received the redemption from me it says I will, I will put my face and my countenance upon them in Jeremiah 32 Jeremiah 32 is, is actually the chapter after 
receive the promises of the new covenant. We see here that Jeremiah 32:40 says, "I will make an everlasting covenant with them." A covenant that that God will not turn His face away from them. This is a covenant and a promise of God. This is a blessing that He has prepared for us. This is a blessing that at the end. This blessing puts us into a place where we would receive the peace of God. Because at the end of that blessing in Numbers chapter 6, it says, and I will give you peace. And again, and again, in Hebrew, we read that it says that it is something in the future. It's not something that could be maybe. It's, it's something that is a future command. I will do it. If you receive my blessing, if you come into that area of that strong tower that is my name, there you will find my peace. There you will find my peace that I have promised to you. This peace doesn't come just to us from nowhere. And this peace doesn't just come from anybody. This peace only comes from God. Amen. This is the same peace that Yeshua says, My peace I will give to you. My peace I will give to you, not the peace like what the world gives. It's the peace that comes because of an answer to prayer. Remember, even the scripture says, don't worry about anything. But in everything, in every prayer, give praise and supplication. God says, give me your wishes, your, your, your wants. And what does God respond to us in response to that? And may the God of peace, which passes all understanding, be in your heart. This peace, this peace is the peace of what God has done here on the earth. When Yeshua was on, on the cross, he says, it is finished, it's perfect. It's done. It's, it's finished. Everything that was supposed to be promised and fulfilled was fulfilled. And Yeshua said, Nishlam, it's done, it's perfected. I've done more than, than what, was, what was thought of. When Yeshua was on the cross, there were people that looked up at him. There were leadership that, that looked up at him. And it was only important for them one thing. They only looked at him because they wanted to make sure that he was dead. The religious leaders of the day, they only had one thing in mind and one thing on their mind. They wanted to see that Yeshua was dead. These are the same leaders that God put into them to be leaders of the people so that they could lead the people to God. 
But this is not what they did. All they did was they looked upon Yeshua to make sure that Yeshua was dead. But we see in another spot. We want to read the last verses together. Matthew, Matthew 27. There was something that happened when Yeshua was crucified. And we see also in Mark and in Luke that they also describe this. And we see only um, that Matthew shares with us exactly what happens from Matthew 27 verse 50. And Yeshua cried out again with a loud voice and yielded up his spirit. Then behold, the veil of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth and the rocks were split. And the graves were opened, and many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the graves, after the resurrection, his resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. These people who were risen from the dead, they were the first fruit. Do you know that at the time of pa at when Passover was finished, then they had uh, the time that the Omer was, was counted. We see here that Yeshua fulfilled that. When he died, when Yeshua died, then that, that first fruit that came first, that first fruit was him, was Yeshua. And then there was more. Who was part of that? Who was part of that resurrection from the dead? It was you and I. And what awaits for us in the world that, that Christ created? This is the time that we will meet him. Maybe some people will meet him before he comes back. Maybe some of you will still be alive and you will see his return. But there will not be one that comes that will, will not see him coming. Then we will truly be into the full peace of what he has designed for us. Then we can truly say, it is finished or it is perfected. Then we can say, I have finished the race. I have kept what God has given to me. The way that Paul says, I have guarded over and kept what you've given me, Lord. This is really the, the final, final wow of what God has created for us. 
הוא שופך עלינו את האור של הפנים שלו, של האופי שלו. הוא שולח מלאכים לשמור עלינו. וזה הכל בשביל שבסוף, זה להכניס אותנו לשלום המושלם שלו. שלום שנשלם בו. השלום שנוכל לקבל במלואו, רק שנפגוש אותו פנים אל פנים. זה מה שהוא עשה כשהוא מת על הצלב. הוא הכין לנו דרך אל קודש הקודשים. במקום שאלוהים תקשר רק עם כהנים הגדולים. פנים אל פנים, פעם בשנה. היום יש לנו אפשרות להיכנס אל זה. כל יום להיפגש איתו פנים אל פנים. זאת הברכה שאנחנו מדברים היום על זה. זה ראוי שנלמד את זה בעל פה. ישראלים. So that one day we will be part of a greater amount of people. That we will be the, the many and that we will stand before the throne of God. And we will all pray and kadosh, 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 just be blessed and be singing the same words, Holy, Holy, Holy are you Lord. Let's stand. התפילה שלי מאוד פשוטה. שברכות של אלוהים, שהברכה הזאת תבוא לחיים של כל אחד. כן, כל ברכה היא שונה, כי לכל בן אדם אלוהים הכין משהו מסוים. אבל כל His countenance upon you and give you his peace. May the, may the peace of Lord be upon you. That when God speaks to our hearts, He 